We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. Hi, I'm Yui Xu. And I'm Julie Kraftchik. We're active daters turned dating sociologists. Here to dive into everything modern dating and relationships. Welcome to the Dateable Podcast. Welcome back to Brunch Talk, where we will dissect all of your dating questions, conundrums, challenges, or you just want to shoot the shit about dating. We're here for you, too. We'll just sit with you, watch you eat, and talk about dating with you. I do love when people tell us that they'll load this up on Sunday morning and it's like they're brunching with friends. (laughs) That's what we're here for. (laughs) We are your friends and we do love brunch. But if you listen to this on any other day where you don't eat brunch, that's okay too. You can make this dinner talk, lunch talk, (laughs) walk talk. Yeah, you're getting answers to your questions. That's all you need. (laughs) The only thing we ask you not to do is to stop listening to us. Don't ever stop. (laughs) Keep playing. Do not avoid us because that is related to our question today. (laughs) Who the question is, how do you date someone who is avoidant? And for more context, a listener wrote and said, I'm in a relationship and when it's good, it's great. But when there is an issue or challenge, it's anything but. When we get into fights, my partner tends to cold shoulder me and not be Mm. able to handle any form of conflict, often avoiding my texts and calls for days. Is there anything I can do in this situation or is this just the reality of dating an avoidant? (laughs) I'm laughing because that is so much of me (laughs) dating in my 20s and 30s. I am your typical avoidant attachment style. When there's conflict, I will run, I will ignore, I will hide until we can all pretend that nothing happened. (laughs) So I feel like this person dated me, but it's obviously not me. Speaking as a recovering avoidant person, (laughs) the thing that triggers me the most when in a conflict is that when I run, Like I'm avoiding not calling back or texting. The other person is texting me being like, where are you? Are you okay? Are you going to text me back? It's a lot of what are you going to do? Are you going to reach back out to me? Like the onus is on me. I wish in those times that I had a partner, which I do now. What he does is I know that we experience some sort of conflict. I want to work on this with you. Can we get together tomorrow night? 
to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And for us to have a healthy relationship, we have to address these things instead of run away from them. So are you willing to come together to address it together? That to me is a very collaborative, welcoming way of opening up the communication line. I love that. As a recovering anxious person, I probably <laughs> did exactly what you were just saying bothers you. And someone avoiding me and not answering messages, giving me the cold shoulder would be my worst nightmare. Mm -hmm. Clearly, there's some room for how do we figure this out more collaboratively, but then there's also room of are we just not the right fit? Mm -hmm. Like there's going to be some parts like and it's so hard to tell because every relationship is so layered. Yeah. And there's so many aspects that you're either really good for each other in one way and not in another. Ultimately, like you have to be the one to weigh all that out. Personally, though, I feel like how you do conflict with someone is a core aspect of your compatibility. At least that's how mm -hmm. I view it. Like I remember we did the episode yes. with Vienna Farron and Connor Beaton, a couple that, you know, she's a therapist, he's a men's coach. They are like the epitome of a healthy relationship or bringing those skills. And we had this episode and we wanted to talk about what are some qualities of a healthy relationship. And we were not expecting the conversation to go towards conflict. That is what we spent 90% of the time talking about. And Connor said something that still stays with me is find someone you can do conflicts with because it's inevitable. It's always going to happen. If like it's not happening, then someone's just suppressing their needs. So I think you need to figure out how you can do conflict with this person that works for both of you. Or you need to make the call that maybe this isn't the right long term relationship for you two. And we can't assume how you would handle conflict is how the other person would want to handle conflict as well. This is why when you join companies, there's like a company code of conduct and a company culture, because you have to lay down some of the mm -hmm. rules of how you want to operate your business. Yeah. Same in a relationship, especially in early dating can you two sit down and say, how do we want to handle conflict? What does mm -hmm. that look like? What is our culture around conflict? So many of us in early dating, when we're in the honeymoon phase, you're just like, oh, we're going to be just dandy. You know, there's no <laughs> conflict. And if there is conflict, oh. we'll just figure it out when it comes. Always conflict. And that's when the shit hits the fan because then you realize, oh, shit, we're two different people trying to navigate this together. So one of the cultural codes you can have for your relationship is, our couples counselor loves to say this, connection over correction. Mm. You're not trying to correct each other or try to be the correct one. You're not trying to be right here. You're seeking connection. So that's something to say to an avoidant person too is, okay, you may be running away and I get it. Mm -hmm. And I get that we experienced this turmoil, but let's remember connection over correction. How can we connect better? And how can we learn from this so that next time we don't experience this again. Yeah, and that's so important. I've definitely seen that too, is like, can you lay down rules of like, we don't raise our voices? Or mm -hmm. I think also with this text message situation or avoiding, what does that look like? Is it that you're not responding to anything? Or is it saying, I can't process this right now? Like, give me a day. 
Because I think that's very different. Yes. So what are you going to lay down like as kind of a non-negotiable or as something that could work for the two of you given this difference? Yeah. I want to go in a little deeper of how else you rectify it. But before we do, let's take a quick break. This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom. But did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes. Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabis libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the High Love gummies because it is just the right amount of THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATEABLE at viahemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to viahemp.com and use the code DATEABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's viahemp.com and use the code DAT E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from Via Hemp. We are so excited to share with you our new podcast, Exit Interview. Dates don't usually end with a satisfaction survey, and yet we rate everything in our lives from Uber drivers to local coffee shops. So why don't we do the same thing when dating? We're here to conduct the ultimate romance review, featuring daters hungry for love who have agreed to call up old flames to gather honest feedback. Welcome to exit interview. He upgraded himself to business class while I was in economy. Wait, wow. What? There's feedback that will make you cringe. She could be a little bit hard-headed, like not reading the writing on the wall. And feedback that will make you swoon. But she said that she had feelings for you. I had no idea. Really? And maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, Nia is going to learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview. Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So you brought up couples counseling, and I also believe that that's something that (laughs) is necessary. I don't know how long these two people have been together, but oftentimes we think like we need to go to couples counseling when shit really hits the fan. Mm. But I actually think that's when it's too late from all we've learned. Like my partner and I are doing it. You were doing it. And with this, this is a big deal. Like if it's causing emotional distress and turmoil, I think anything that's causing you stress with the relationship, if you truly see this person as someone you can do life with long term, it's worth the investment. If you don't, and you're just like, look, this combined with many other things, again, we don't know your relationship, then maybe it's time to call it. But if you feel like this is worth putting the effort in and saving and moving forward, I mean, I think it's everything about the relationship, but like, how receptive are they? Like, if you bring that up, are they like, I don't want to do that? Or, you know, like we're talking about, there's a difference of not wanting to talk immediately if you need time to decompress versus just completely stonewalling and ignoring someone. If you bring up that hurts you, like, are they willing to find another solution? Mm -hmm. Or are they just 
like, nope, this is how I operate and process things. That's very different. So like, how can you look at like the growth mindset and the willingness to change? And that's something imperative when looking at these conflicts, too, is are you seeing these as opportunities for growth? Yes. Or are you seeing these as opportunities to test your partner? Those are two very different trajectories of a relationship. And when you seek professional help, they're able to guide you towards more of a growth learning mindset. But so many of us use these, especially early dating, as a way to test our partner. I just want to see how much he or she likes me, right? I want to see how invested invested they are. And that's such a dangerous road because what happens is you end up repeating the same patterns and that person who's avoidant becomes more avoidant. The person who's anxious becomes more anxious. It drives a wedge between you. You just get farther and farther away from each other. So how can you look at this as opportunities to drive the relationship forward? In addition to professional help, if that's not accessible for you, Is there a way to look at resources online? Mm -hmm. Are there ways for you to share a link with your partner or a podcast like us (laughs) and say, I've been reading and learning a lot about relationship dynamics. I would love to listen to an episode with you together and we can discuss it after. Sometimes people don't know how to articulate Uh how they react in conflict. You know, like most people will say, yeah, I need some space But when push comes to shove, some people are like, I need to talk about it now. Yeah. So it helps if there is content already out there. And then the two of you can react to that and say, actually, no, that doesn't sound like me. I love that. I definitely send podcast episodes and articles and TikToks to my partner all the time. (laughs) And I'm definitely the one that sends them more than he sends them to me. But that's also because, let's be honest, you and I like really focus on this stuff. This is our work. (laughs) Right. If you're listening to this podcast, you might be more aware of this stuff than your partner. It doesn't mean that they're not a good partner. It doesn't mean that they're not a good person. It just means that maybe this is an area that you need to lead a little more on. And that's okay. And what I measure as success is not my partner sending me stuff, but how receptive is he to what I'm sending? Mm -hmm. Does he take the time to listen to it? Does he take the time to digest it? Does he take the time to talk about it? Does he want to thank me for sending it? Because that also like shows that like this person wants to grow with you. They don't want to just stay in whatever they've been in. Right. A lot of dating professionals, they would say a sign of a good partner is not when they are in couples counseling with you and then they're saying all the things that you want to hear. A sign of a good partner is someone who says, yeah, let's do couples counseling when you bring it up. Yeah. That's the first step. Yeah. And it's the same situation here. Even if you're not seeking professional help, a sign of a good partner is someone who says, yeah, let's learn this or yeah, let's move forward towards something that we're trying to build here. It's that yes and mentality that's so important. I hear some of you saying like, I'm dating someone who doesn't have much relationship experience, someone who's immature or maybe a little younger than me. Is it just a product of their stage in life? Mm -hmm. And I would say people have to learn at some point. You can't always give that excuse, right? So you can be that person to set your partner up for success and say, I see and hear you. And this is what's happening. This is how I'm interpreting it. How can we get better? 
How can we do better for each other? Give them that opportunity to do better. And if they don't take up your offering, then you know. That's your answer right there. Right. You can't change people. You can't be that person that changes them. All you can do is share how it makes you feel, hear how it makes them feel. Like, I think even just hearing you say from your perspective as someone that was a recovering avoidant puts in perspective, oh, you operate very different than me. I love this part, too, about like, how do we come together for the greater good of our relationship instead of pitting each other, me against you? Yeah. I also like the avoidant anxious thing. I don't know. I have so many mixed feelings on this. I think it's good in the sense of understanding yourself in the past, but we can't just be like, oh, I'm an avoidant. I'm an anxious, like attached person. Like that's just not actually doing anything. Like where is that getting you? No. How do we work to become more secure? Not to say that we'll never have anxious or avoidant tendencies, but how do we work figuring out how we can operate together for the greater good of this relationship? That's where the work is. Is I think digging into your past, though, in your childhood wounds. We talked about Vienna Farron earlier, but yeah. she's a wonderful book out right now, too. And we're going to have her back on the podcast soon. And that just understanding more like, where is this person coming from? That is so key, too. And again, another data point are they willing to open up and talk about it or are they not? Because if they're not, then that also tells you what you're working with. Yeah, her book, Origins of You, is so good. It's helping me make a lot of those connections too. Sometimes it's really hard to do it at first, but Mm -hmm. I'm realizing my avoidant attachment style comes from my childhood where I would get into fights with my parents. I would disappoint them and then they wouldn't talk to me. So then I would just lock myself in a room and we don't talk about what they weren't disappointed in, why they're so mad. And the next day we wake up and act like nothing happened. That was my entire childhood and probably I argue a lot of Chinese households operated this way. You just don't talk about conflict. So when I started getting into relationships and dating. That's how I thought you handle conflict. You just ignore it until it goes away. And I did that until someone was able to stop me in my tracks and say, that's not how we do conflict. That's not going to be very productive for our relationship. And mine was the exact opposite. Mm. It was like, we deal with this now. This might include fighting. Uh Maybe we don't cool off enough to actually have a good conversation. And then for years, Uh I didn't want to recreate that. So I just suppressed it everything. Uh And I didn't want to bring anything up ever because I didn't want to result in conflict that was fighting. That being said, that wasn't healthy for me either because I just never shared anything that was going wrong and had no needs in a relationship and then just got resentful. Yes. So it's how do you take your childhood (laughs) and learn how to actually talk it through in a way that connects you to because to be honest, if we didn't do this podcast, I would still be lost doing that. Like that's an Not to say I'm completely great at it either. There's still work to be done when you're in a relationship. Shows you all the work you still need to do. That's for damn sure. Same. (laughs) Absolutely the same. You have your default behaviors and you're going to default to those behaviors at some point. But as long as you know where you're headed, you have a compass of where you want to go, then you can course correct. It's just when we don't have a compass, we're just going into relationships blindly. That's really awful. And I've experienced relationships where my avoidant tendencies will trigger their avoidant 
avoidant tendencies as well. They are anxious at first and then I get avoidant and then they avoid me. They're like, well, if you're giving me the cold shoulder, I'm going to ignore you. And then that triggers my anxious side. And then I'm like, oh, oh my God, this relationship's not going to work out. This is not the right person for me. I don't feel validated here. And then you end up in a blowout fight. It's bad. It's a bad road. And thank you for that question. For anybody else who has questions, we know you all do. You can email us those questions at hello at datablepodcast.com or you can DM us on Instagram at datablepodcast or better yet, give us a five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts (laughs) and you can ask a question in the body of your review. And when we see that question, we'll bump it up to the top of the queue and we'll answer it next in line. Well, we'll see you next week. Bye. The Datable Podcast is part of the Frolic Media Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram at Datable Podcast and visit datablepodcast.com for access to all the episodes in our premium programs. Also, make sure to subscribe today if you haven't already on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform so you are the first to get all the latest episodes. And most importantly, stay datable. Stay datable.